Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! The return to glory. Dave, what's up, so, man? Not much, brother. How are you? So I, I'm, cold. I'm cold and wet. Cold and wet. It's been you raining gonna... and like 45 degrees. Did I bitch about this last week? Yeah, we talked about it. So nothing really has changed. <laughs> I I was supposed to play in. I had three tournaments on my schedule. And guess how many I've played? Zero. You're right. Yeah, it looks like everything's underwater there. So it's miserable. And I haven't hit like I haven't had a range range session on grass and like since 2022 everything's been on mats. <laughs> it's it's been it's been fucking horrible. So 2023 is not quite ideal. It's just a lot Golf of it's a lot of rain. I mean, I think it's done, but it, it's not rained like this ever since I've been here, and I've been here for five years. Shoot, guys. Um, yeah, I mean, I saw something on on uh, the news saying, like, Sonoma, it hadn't rained in, like, since 2017, and it's finally raining there now, too. And yeah, it's, it's nuts. I mean... Matters are pretty serious with the rain out there in California. Oh well, yeah, and like when when it rains out here, it just floods. Like it doesn't. There's like no irrigation system, or it's. Uh, I mean, the courses are going to be pure when they come back, but. But I just. Yeah, after they're done being rice fields. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like you take a divot. Like I, I played uh, a practice round the other day. And, like, you know, like, when it's, like, so wet where everything could possibly be casual water, but, you know, like, it's the driest part of the fairway? Well, yeah, if you don't hit these shots perfect or a little thin, they're going to be fat. And so, like, I'll hit a wedge, and I'm like, I think I hit that good. It'll come up, like, 10 yards short. I'm like, oh, okay, hit it fat. You know what I'm talking about? It's like hitting on a sand yeah. with water. Yeah, you just get a little water in between the face and it kind of alters the contact just a little bit, enough to make the ball go like 10 years yeah. short, just like you said. And you're like sure. thinking after you hit it, you're like, I think I hit that good, but why am I 20 yards short? You know? I don't know. Yeah. I'm just I've, trying I've to get to play more. I've played plenty well, I mean, uh, come to Florida a couple of days earlier than you planned. I'm coming Friday. Wait, where, are you in Florida right now? Yeah. It looks nice as shit where you are. <laughs> You're part of Florida. Yeah, it's uh, Sebastian. Remember where you met me last year? Before we went up to the PGA show? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll yeah, fly to Fort Lauderdale on Friday. Nice. Fort Lauderdale, and I have a tournament. What tournament? It's like a Monday qualifier or something, but uh, a Monday qualifier Monday, and then 
I'm going to the PGA show, which will be okay. a, which is my favorite thing to do. Yeah, I mean, you seem to love it last year. And so much you want to come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, did, we was... like, did we go like the last day last year? Yeah, we went on that Friday because that was the only day we could both of us could go. And so that's like the more that's like the more dead day, right? I, yeah, everyone's pretty much wrapping up, and yeah, there's not much to really do, like interaction wise. But there was a there was a decent amount of stuff. We went early in the day, and I felt like people that didn't start closing down until the end. But um, yeah, I mean, we met those cool guys at Player Two. Um, mm. I don't really, I, I haven't really been on the social media game, as you know, but like, how have they been doing? Like, they do, what's up with them? I don't know. I never see their stuff, honestly. Let's look. But they were dope. They were, uh, they were definitely really cool. But I'm actually excited to kind of go all three days and see what it's like, like how crazy it gets. Yeah, because, I mean, you know. Definitely. Well, this past year, when when we went last year, it was the first time since COVID they had it in person. I mean, which was only like they skipped a year or something. I went in That's 2020 true. right before COVID. So to wear, so and it was. Shit. Did we? Uh, oh yeah, there were some. There were some people wearing masks. I recall. No, on, on, like, on the on the plane. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we were still doing that, which is wild because that feels like it was like five years ago. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to go all three days, and I'm going with, like, a pretty big company, and I just got, I got, like, they just sent me a bunch of stuff to wear, which, if you haven't checked out Cuts Clothing, to anyone listening, it's it's honestly the best. And I'm not saying that because they're paying me. I'm saying that because I, if I could pick any company to work with, it'd be them clothing wise so check out cutsclothing.com if you want 15% off promo code Mike Wolf Golf there you go there's the plug but uh yeah I'm excited to go what are you what are you uh doing down in Florida how long are you there for um just chilling got a little getaway going on with the girlfriend and uh visiting Papa and gonna head up to Orlando after this and I'll just miss the PGA show, but what are we doing, dude? I know. I mean, I got a TCB for, um, for golf. Get ready for the for the college season, man. So I'm about I'm about wrapped up with like planning stuff, and from then on, it's just doing the practices, and we start back up in late February. So it's uh. Yeah, I mean it's a it sucks that I can't go, but I wish wish I could have planned for this a week later. But you know what? Like, <laughs> the weather is nice right now, at least, so I'm not complaining. It's yeah, chilly ish. Yeah, no, it's, it's rather sad. it's rather cold for um, Florida this time of year. I mean, it was 60, but it was sunny all day yesterday, and it's going to be sunny all day today, and it's going to continue to like climb and get back to normal normal temps. So by the time you're here, I think it's going to be like 80s. So, yeah, West Palm right now it's 64, but 
It's been yeah, kind of colder recently, and then next week it's supposed to be 80, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to get to Florida. I, I enjoy... I enjoy Florida. I miss it sometimes, you know. I was yeah. texting uh, a buddy of mine saying how much, like, I miss Florida and only worrying about golf. And I didn't have many friends when I lived down there, so all I would do is just wake up, play golf, go home, work out, and, like, play Xbox. And sometimes, like, thinking about a life like that sounds pretty great. Dude, no kidding, right? <laughs> Uh, especially in my like you you saw my little apartment in west palm right that was sick i remember it i know dude i yeah. fucking missed that place it was like right 400 square beach. feet yeah like right on the beach it was dope just like that the little studio in the back yeah and i got free wi-fi and direct tv like i was chilling i was mm-hmm. paying 600 dollars a month cash so cheap you can't get that deal anymore you really can't get that that deal anymore in florida the place is probably 1200 now oh at least it's got to be 15 you know what's crazy not the way things are in florida yeah i mean well people people from ohio and and friends that i have in florida always like talk to me about the prices in la and stuff and everywhere i go now Obviously not in Ohio. It's a lot cheaper, but um, like Florida, Arizona, everything's kind of like relatively the same. Like I have friends in Miami and they're paying a lot more than what I'm paying in LA. Like a lot, like a thousand dollars more for a two bedroom. And I don't know, it's just interesting. And then people talk about like the prices, how they're like expensive for like alcohol or, or food here. And if anything, it's like a dollar or two more, but it's, really not that you know not that crazy everything's kind of just expensive now but not not you like the Midwest. i'm saying i'm saying like the coastal cities what is it yeah i know it's it's just big city life yeah that's all it is i any, mean any you're you're in LA. expensive yeah i mean the bigger more hip like you said la miami they're gonna. I mean, it's it's gonna cost a lot. Same with like Cleveland and Columbus. Like you're gonna go out to. I mean, I don't do this anymore, but you're gonna go out to out to a bar or something, and you're gonna get a drink for like twenty bucks. So it's gonna be the same everywhere. <laughs> and same with like co- in, in same Cleveland? with cost of living. Well, cost of living in Cleveland, I'm sure. Like I'm sure downtown Cincinnati and downtown Cleveland have. Yeah, exactly. Studios for fifteen to two thousand dollars and. And my thing is, it's like I'm I'm kind of paying for the, the weather and the you know and what I and the things I'm able to do in LA. Like, there's so much shit to do in LA, dude. It's ridiculous. Like I every time I go back to Florida, I miss it a little bit. But then when I come back here, I'm like, there's just something about this place that just is so dope. Except for these last two weeks, because fuck this weather, man. This sucks. <laughs> it's awesome, except the last two weeks. <laughs> No, I, I understand. I get it. It's, I mean, it's your uh, domain. So you're in your element out there. So keep on with it. Yeah. Uh, before before I uh, we get off this topic, I wanted to pull up a little fun fact. Oh, boy. Just talking about this in the car, on the car ride down here. Um, Florida 
has the most golf courses, obviously. But yeah. what do you think is two, three, four, and five with state. most golf most golf courses per state in the USA? And guess how many Florida has? I mean, obviously it's number one. I mean, give me give me a ballpark. Somewhere like, between a, a thousand and two thousand. Fifteen hundred. <laughs> I mean, every neighborhood's a close. A golf course. What is it, like fourteen fifty? Twelve fifty. Okay. Yeah, that's a shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not. So who's number two? Uh, probably Arizona. No. Ohio. Why are you smiling like that? <laughs> um, it's your your adopted home state of California. California, really? Yeah, they have I mean, nine hundred twenty-one. So big. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, Florida's big too, but I mean, California's huge. But there's like the thing about California is everyone always forgets about like NorCal, and I mean, it honestly, should be a separate state because it's just not the same. Like LA and San Diego are very similar, but then once you reach the Bay Area, it's like everyone thinks of California being like sunshine and and warmth and beaches. But if you go to, I mean, you've been to Monterey, it's yeah. Be there in July and be like, all right, where's my jacket? You know? Mm-hmm. No, so. definitely. Um, they got definitely interesting weather in Monterey and the Bay Area. I mean, I know, like, the fog comes in a lot. It feels like, it feels like it's either 7 a.m. or 5 p.m. all day. <laughs> You know, like it's never, it's never like 1 p.m. there. It's either 7 a.m. or 5 p.m. Like it's either just getting light or just getting dark. And you never really know which one it is unless you're looking at fog. Yeah. Yeah, most certainly. That's interesting. Um, just read off three, four, and five. Texas. Okay. That's a- 907. New York. 832. Number five is Ohio. 800. That's, that is ridiculous. I guess it's because there is so much just empty land there. I mean, I, I had a feeling Ohio was going to be in there after you asked me that question, but. Uh, yeah. That's, well, that's, ironically, like the three states that you've lived in, three of the five states you've lived in have been the most populated golf states. You don't think California to be because, because like, there's just so much to do out there, but there are a lot of golf courses and a lot of land. But here's and the like thing, you though, get like lot, the special little pockets of like. There's a lot to do like in LA, but outside of LA, there's like just land, and there's a shit ton mm-hmm. of like just open space outside of the cities and the cities are big but like the state's huge like you have to drive the only way to get out of the state is to drive four hours east and then it's like 10 hours up <laughs> so it's like three ohio's yeah pretty much 
pretty much it, it really is yeah, i mean i'm looking at kind of like a mini map i'm looking at yeah. a mini map on here real quick and um uh, you could probably fit four at least four ohio's in california and yeah, insane. three three floridas <laughs> and it's still what third or second That's crazy that Florida is, has that many, but at the same time, it doesn't surprise me because it's like all golf all the time. Every neighborhood, well, like if you live in a if you live in a neighborhood with no golf course, it's like kind of weird. But there's like a giant yeah, lake in the back. It's a fifty-fifty chance of living in a golf course community in most parts <laughs> in Florida, for sure. That's that's funny. That's mm -hmm. funny. Um, anywho. Well then, I will say though, if you do live in Florida and there's that many golf courses, then uh, the pace of play should be pretty good, huh? Very good. Very swift, very quick. Yeah. Not. I know that's like when you, what you wanted to talk about, but what you got on that? <laughs> yeah, well, let's jump on that. We'll. Uh, that'll be the topic of discussion for today. 20 minutes in but uh <laughs> um we gotta banter a little bit actually hold on yeah we'll do before we talk about pace of play uh who day who day i was a little nervous there for a while but that was a horrible game man they got they got really lucky they got saved by a molar kid you were just waiting to say that weren't you <laughs> no but I'm excited I did now because it pissed you off. <laughs> no, I'm I'm pumped. I'm glad that that happened and it wasn't for Sam him. Hubbard saved the day, for sure. No, like yeah. that that's awesome. It uh, it's cool that he's from Moeller and he's from the GCL. I'm, I'm proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like every Big Ten fan. It's like, hey, at least it's the, up, least it's the Big Ten school. Uh, yeah, anyway. Did you go to school with him? Yeah, he was two years below me. I used to tower over him. When I was a senior and he was a sophomore, he was little. Now he's a yeah. giant human who hits people for a living. And I hit white golf balls. So... Yeah. <laughs> Muller produces the plethora of uh, professional athletes. Yeah, I mean, if find me the difference between between Sam Hubbard and Andrew Dorn, I'll wait. Dorn's, Dorn's for sure the better uh, athlete. I've seen his jump shot. It's pure. Oh, yeah, that's right, because you judge everything on basketball. <laughs> It's the most athletic, most athletic sport in the world. I know. I'm, I'm messing with you. Um, I will say another good kind of like judgment of like where someone is athletically, I think is just straight up sprinting. Like you just sprint 40 to 100 yards. and So you think running? Tell me how you feel. I don't know yeah, I mean, running's pretty 
pretty paramount. Athletic I mean, is more hand-eye coordination than being fast. Because then it then, is, but you you like need then to Tom have... Brady's not that athletic then. I didn't use too much last throw. night. Dude, he's forty-five, and that, Dallas probably has one of the best defenses, probably top two defense in the league. And yeah, yeah I mean, but I get it. He also threw for 350 yards and two touchdowns. So your defense gives up 31 points. It's tough to beat. Yeah. If you told me, if you told me that I score 31 points for every game of the year, I I bet you'd be like, I maybe lost one, maybe lost one game. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, do you ever hear that stat where? Like I think it was the first like fifteen weeks of the season, Denver, if they scored over eighteen points in every game, they'd be undefeated. No, I didn't know that. So it was just pretty much their offense that Yeah, I mean yeah. They had great defense. Dallas is a great defense. I'm really defending Tom Brady here because I was offended by that comment. <laughs> he's he's a great quarterback, but I just I I'm not saying he's not athletic because he's slow, but I mean, how are your like how no, do you function sure running? As a, it does. I'm just messing with you. I'm. I would say you're just adding sure. some more complications into it with the basketball and I am. It's dribbling it's like when, and shooting. It's like when and, you hit. It's like when you hit advanced settings on. Your computer. I'm just giving you a little bit more inside baseball, you know. Um, no, but I, I, <laughs> yeah, I think no, I, I think it. athleticism. I think when people think athleticism, they think like running, jumping, catching, throwing. But if you're good at your respective sport, then you're an athlete. Like you know, people say golfers aren't athletes. Mm-hmm. They're really good at their respective sport, so they're athletic. Just because you can't play one other sport, like put LeBron. Have you ever seen LeBron swing golf club? Yeah, he can't. Yeah, it's horrible. But that doesn't make him unathletic. Just because I can't dunk doesn't mean I'm that athletic. You know what I mean? Like I make yeah, I make so LeBron I mean, look you're... like an idiot on the golf course, and then he'd make me look like an idiot on. I'm comparing myself to LeBron right now, so just bear with me. I'm just saying that if you're good at whatever your respective sport is, you're athletic in that sport. It really doesn't matter. Because what's the point of being like kind of athletic in every sport if you're not using it? Because then it's just kind of useful, useless. Yeah, um, I agree with you there. I mean, anyone who can like master a craft deserves respect. But I mean, just I talking, so. talking in a sense of like. What's a good measurement? I mean, I guess we're just chatting about what a good measurement for like just versatility and athleticism is. I mean, you think it's basketball? Well, I think it's. I think one one thing may be running. So. No, I agree, but it's like a. It's like a painter. Of, someone who makes movies and someone who makes music. They're all considered artists, but they're all, good at their respective. Talent. You know what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Anyway. And then just anyway. kind of spinning off of what you said there, you are right. Like, just 
I know. I want to stick on this just a second longer. Um, oh, just yeah, kind of kind of honing your craft. Like, there's also the the debate of conversation. Like, what do you want to be? You want to be a master of one? Do you want to be a jack of all trades? And like, you've heard that saying. Like, yeah, it's a it's pretty complicated and like really just confusing once you like dive into the full thing, the full quote as well. So, yeah, I don't know if you want me to uh, look that up, but I can. It's like what Kobe said. He said, are you going to put all your eggs in one basket? He said, yes, and I'll go get more eggs. Are you going to put all your eggs in one basket? Yes, and I'll go get more eggs. I love that. (laughs) Kobe's the best, man. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, pace of play. Pace of play. Uh, I'll just say it since I pulled it up. Um, the full phrase of Jack of all trades reads, a Jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. So I guess it means like if you have, like if you're able to kind of like develop like a, like a skill set and be versatile, like that's saying something in and of itself, you know? For sure. For sure. Plus you'd be that guy that's like good at, little things that like the guy who's good at like pool darts and like, random games like cornhole and shit yeah and like yeah that too but for sure but to me it's it's like thinking in a sense of like if you're a jack of all trades that means you're able to you're able to kind of execute the task that's in front of you so therefore like anything that comes to you you're able to undertake it and and just like complete or succeed in whatever task it is you know so like just giving it giving it your best and whatever it is that comes your way whatever trade is in front of you figuratively speaking Um, yeah, so that's my TED talk for the week (laughs) episode. Maybe, maybe I'll have another. Um, so yeah, let's talk about pace of play and then we'll, uh, we'll giddy up on out of here. Um, but yeah, so when I wanted to talk about this last week, we, um, we were discussing, me and my girlfriend were discussing um, what is like proper pace of play because she's getting into golf, wanting to like play more and she definitely brings a different perspective to um, to like ideals like this, like pace of play. Like you want to be able to enjoy yourself on the golf course but you also don't want to like rush through and like induce any like panic or anxiety. And like, that's why people just want to like keep going and like you get into like this rhythm and you just want to like play faster and faster and faster. Or like, at least some people feel like that or like, yeah, I mean, there's the same, um, play well, play fast, play for poorly, play faster just to kind of like keep things sped up along. But like, 
like what are your thoughts on just like going out and enjoying a round of golf like spending like taking as much time as you can because like i recall a time where me you and sonny went out to cloverknock and literally we just went out and like hit shots and like if we wanted to drop the ball down we dropped the ball down like to me like that is also pace of play like pace of play is not only just like tournament golf or but it's also like practice round golf as well as like when you have the course to yourself like how fast are you going like like do you think like it it varies like what are your thoughts there no i agree um i think tournament golf is different than just going out and practicing but like a good tournament pace is four hours 15 minutes i feel like if you can get done in four hours and 15 minutes it's I'll literally look at my watch and I'll tell I'll tell my group I'm like wow pace was great today because like the last thing you want to do is stay out there for five plus hours. <clears throat> I've played yeah. turn I've played eighteen holes in in three hours and fifteen minutes in the tournament before because we were like the first twosome we had a cart and you know like when when you're the first tee time after the cut and it's the last day you just want to get the hell out of there so you just play quick. Um, I'm, I don't exactly enjoy those rounds because I just feel like nothing's really getting done. But if I'm we're going we're to go out and practice and play around and also be able to hit some shots, I think three hours and forty five minutes is pretty good at the slowest. Um, yeah. But anywhere between, if I'm playing by myself and there's no one on the golf course. I can get done in three hours, 30 minutes and be very, um, be very, uh, I don't know the word. (laughs) I'd get a lot done basically on the course. Like I would, that, that's like my, like that's the, that's the issue with golf. Efficient, productive. Yeah, there we go. Efficient and like very productive on the golf course. But that's the issue with golf right now is you get so many people on the golf course and like it kind of takes the joy away for me when I have to like hit and wait. And I know you, you have to do that in a tournament, but it's, it's different. Like it's when, when I'm practicing, I'm trying to get all, everything I want done in that day. And so I don't want, I don't want to waste an hour because I was waiting on your foursome in front of me or I don't want to be waiting on every shot. You know what I mean? So, or be waiting on every shot, but then also have someone behind me waiting to hit so I can't really do what I want to do on the course like I can't walk around the chipping green I can't or walk around the green and chip like hit a few chips or hit multiple putts or hit multiple shots because there's people behind me because I have to be conscious of them even though that the people in front of me don't really give a shit what I'm doing or even if I'm waiting you know what I mean um so ideally like if in a perfect world, like I'd probably play every day if I didn't have to worry about pace of play. But since since we do, I'd probably play two or three times a week. But pace of play is huge, man. Like it, it sucks it out there and waiting on every shot. It sucks. Yeah, I I'm with you. I understand. Um I, I agree with you. I mean, there, there's times where I just want to, like, 
Zoom, not like Zoom, but like grab a cart and like. Yeah, you just want to get out and play. Yeah, that can be my way of like kind of continuing pace of play. And there's times where I just want to walk and like just take my time, you know. It doesn't mean I can't walk fast either, too. And like there's a happy medium in between. I am a walker by heart. We've talked about this, but yeah, I mean, it kind of like raised a little insight to me because like yeah like you need to play fast like in tournament rounds i agree like in tournaments like when it comes down to it like if if there is a competition then there should be some sort of maybe like pace of play enforcement just because like you do want to like get players moved on and off the course you know yeah so i think that yeah, I mean, golfers that are serious about their game, if they want to take their time on the course, they need to be smart and mindful about it when they about when they do that, you know. Yeah, but people aren't like that. Yeah, like I, I played. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story. I was playing in Asia Tour Q School, and it was the last day. No, it was the third day. And I was playing a group with this kid who took forever, like pre-shot routine, took forever, did like seven practice swings and stepped up and did a few like rehearsals with the takeaway and sometimes would step off, which is, it's like, come on, dude, like, let's, let's fucking go. And on top of that, he wouldn't have broken 90. Like, he was so bad. And it was it was unbelievable, but like on our eighth hole, this is at Asia Torque U School. It's not cheap to play, but on our eighth hole, he hit it right into the trees, and his there's just like this really small like three or four foot palm tree, and one of the and it had like a branch on it, and the branch was like was kind of coming up off but it was still like attached to the tree and i walked over there because i saw him like messing with this branch i'm like what the hell is this guy doing so i walked over there and i'm like yo like what are you doing he goes oh i'm just trying to like take this branch off i'm like yeah you can't do that i don't know if people that if you didn't know this you can't break branches off trees Especially, it was like this thick. It was like not a small branch. Oh my god. Um, yeah, and but it was already kind of, it was like halfway off already, but it was just like, it was one of those branches that was like on the ground, and the ball was right under the branch. And I'm like, you can't do that. He's like, well, I'm just going to call a rules official. I'm like, why? He's like, because I just want to know like if I can. I'm like, you can't. He's like, yeah, but I'm going to call a rules official anyway. So he calls a rules official, and one of the rules officials works with the Asher tour, and like I know him, and so I was already up on the green, and I was like this, I was like this fucking kid. First of all, we were already behind on pace, and we've already been warned twice. I'm like, uh, and I looked looked at the rules official. I was like, this motherfucker's gonna ask if he can break a branch off a tree. Like it's, I'm like it's his fault. We're so behind. And so the rules official goes over there and talks to him for like five minutes about how he can't. I'm already on the green, like lining up my putt, and then he comes up to me on on uh, the green. He's like, "Sorry, I just wanted to know 
the the actual rule. I'm like, I told you the rule three times, and I'm like, you're the reason we're about to get stroked, and uh, like you know, get penalized for a slow play. Said that to him. Like, I said that to him. Dude, this kid was terrible, and like the other kid we were playing with was like so over it, like so over this guy. He shoots forty seven on the front nine, and then walks off the course. Yeah, it was it was miserable. You get guys like that sometimes, man. It's like just clueless and have no sense of awareness. It was it was horrible. Like I I, I couldn't believe I got paired with him. Like, are you kidding me? This fucking guy. Ugh. Anyway, pace of play, man. Got a little Q school. Well, it's just I just never understood. Like, they just let everyone in. But also, I guess if you pay the money, it doesn't matter. But yeah, that's that's my <laughs> that's my that's my. Uh, Pace of play story for you. Rant for the day. I just don't understand how I don't know. I've played in I've I've played a tournament in seven seven hours before with no delay. And it wasn't seven, it was like six and a half, but still. It was there was like a five group backup. I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but it was a US Open qualifier like three years ago at this course in um, Palm Desert and there's a par three that was like 230 yards and they put the pin back right with like if you miss the green five yards right it's out of bounds if you miss the green short it's in the water and this pin was tucked back right where you're hitting a two iron to a hybrid to some people are hitting three woods and I just I'm, I just don't understand how the people setting up the course they're like this isn't a problem like i have a tournament thursday a qualifier thursday for the farmers and i know there's there's already a hole that every year i've played in it they move the tee box up one because there's always a weight on that hole because it's like a it's like a 40 yard drop off to the skinny fairway and there's always a weight but they keep moving the tee box up so it, it started as like a 500 yard par four Again, 40-yard drop-off. Now, the last year, was like a 460-yard par-4. And then this year, like you can go driver, like flip, wedge into it. But only because of the pace of play. And who cares if it plays easier as long as it just moves? It's like yeah, turning, just it's like get them through the pools. Turn, yeah, it's like when you turn short par-4 or short par-5s into par-4s. It's like it does, it's not going to make it any faster. It's just for mm-hmm. the optics of the course being more <laughs> difficult. So, yeah. Anyway. <sighs> that exhausts me to talk about. I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> but anyway, what's your well, ideal what's your ideal pace of play? It varies, man. Like, I just want to play. If I'm playing by myself, I'll, I'll play in like three thirty to three fifty. Yeah. Just depend on how I want to like just go about it. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty much like 
I like to walk and like enjoy myself too. Mm-hmm. But like I also like to kind of like have a little like hustle and get my heart rate up while I'm walking up a hill, you know? Yeah, I feel that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get that at Cloverdale a lot, so I get it. Like, that makes sense. Plus, it's like Cloverdale's like kind of an easy walk, but also sometimes it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's some guys out there that like to play fast, and there's some others that are rather slow. And, like, you definitely got to know when those guys are going out and playing. Yeah. It's just, but, when it comes to walking, you have to pick the right golf course and the right amount of people, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. But, anyways, um... I think that's all I got for the day. I did want to kind of talk about uh, golf and social media. Yeah. Do you, uh, I mean, I know you're like not really on Instagram that much anymore or kind of pay attention to this stuff as much, but like some of the videos that people put out and the how much content people put out is crazy now. Mm-hmm. Like I used to do it a bunch. I just put swing videos or me playing a hole, but now it's gotten to the point where like you have these like whole YouTube channels and they're setting up a camera for every shot for these nine hole matches between like the kids and like good, good golf. And you know, could be, could be anyone, but I always felt like I was like pretty good at social media and I've been talking to a buddy out here who's like trying to get into it. I'm telling him, I'm like, you have to post more than once a day to like grow your shit. And so that means you have to have like endless amounts of content, like new ideas, props, good cameras too. Like some of these cameras people are using, it's, it's just next level. It's insane. And so exhausting and tiring it is dude and i i try to do it as much as i can you know my pages don't grow that much as much as they used to but it could be an algorithm algorithm thing but like thinking about trying to like keep up with some of these guys that do it for basically for a living while i'm just trying to practice and play golf like i Mm -hmm. just kind of share like a video of the day um without like any special effects or anything but do you think uh i guess what i'm getting to is like do you do you think the whole social media golf thing is like good because i feel like it's like fake golf it's like all right watch me at this shot while i'm on camera and then we're gonna it's like when you actually do it and you're actually like filming you're not really focusing on golf. You're more focusing on like, all right, how can I get this hole on the best angle? And how can I, you know, make this content worth watching? Like, it doesn't feel like it's Yeah, there's definitely a trick to the trade. There's a trick to the trade for sure. I feel like, I feel like if it's not live anymore, then like it's not really... 
not really happening, I guess. I don't know. Like, I've done it before. Like, I've I've posted pictures of me posing well or, like, making a pose in my past posts. And, like, the shot may have been good, may have been bad. Or I've, like, like you never know. Like, someone could be like, all right, like, hold a camera here and let me hit 10 shots. And, like, I'll... I'll put the post the best one you know i'll post the one that gets closest to the hole yeah i mean it shows you you can do it but yeah yeah it's kind of just like posting something with like a big filter on it you know and i always have people come up to me because i do like the the shot tracer thing and they're like like you could have hit that anywhere and like just like i'm just supposed to believe the line i'm like i mean that's a really good point (laughs) <laughs> you could just there are some parodies of that where it's like influencers on tiktok or instagram be like and it's like they like top a shot but like the the tracer looks pure yeah we can obviously see that they like topped it and then you know i, I did I that just, before you remember remember me posting that uh i did like a breast cancer post like i did like a pink line and i made it like a ribbon oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, I just think that uh, like social media and golf is like, like now they have all these events and it's more of just a like entertaining thing instead of like actual playing the game thing. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I feel weird about it, like kind of being a part of it, but it's interesting. Crazy world, lots of golf. Yeah, lots of different kinds like, of golf. I, I just yeah. It's like, I don't really know what people want to see as well. So, like, there's just so many different ways you can go about it. Because you have, like, a bunch of coaches on there. I mean, that's how George Gankus got huge is through Instagram. And he had a bunch of players with very unique swings. And uh, and you have guys that are like, like, oh, I'm a putting expert. I'm a short game expert. Or... I hit crazy shots or I do only do trick shots or, you know, it's, it's just interesting how everyone kind of gets into it. And I mean, I guess it's good because they're just expressing themselves through golf, but it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I encourage golf and like, there's going to be lots of different kinds of golf. So I mean, this, like I said, it's just a brave new world. I mean, lots of stuff has changed with like the introduction to social media and like people having the power to put post all all sorts of digital stuff. It's very entertaining and and good. Like it's not bad quality anymore, or not that it was, but yeah, you got a lot of like definitely better. Mm-hmm. Definitely better. But yeah, I mean, it, it's. Uh... Golf's a crazy game. I mean, I was playing the other day. I was playing the other day with a friend, and we were trying to do like some content stuff. And we both kind of had to look at each other. We're like, all right, tripods are staying in the bag because like you go from being in like making content mode and hitting like stingers and and playing holes with the with the tripod behind you the whole time and only worrying mm-hmm. about that. You kind of forget about actually like I need to also get better. You know, because it's it's tough to turn turn off the, the content mode and turn on the grind mode. It's just different. It's so different. 
and it sounds kind of ridiculous like when I say it out loud, but it, it's a real thing. And it's something, I mean, social media has definitely helped me and it's helped me continue to play financially for sure. But sometimes, I mean, I understand why people hate doing it because sometimes I, I feel like I just don't want to do it and I don't want to post and yeah. I understand. Yeah. That's kind of what I wanted to say on the subject, but, um, I mean, it's one reason why I kind of took a break. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes I, I, like you need to get away and like, it's overwhelming for me, like with stuff that I have to do too. So like I couldn't handle it at one point. So I stepped away. That's one, that's one truth behind it. So. Yeah. I'm also running three different accounts on three different platforms. So I'm posting on I'm posting nine things multiple times a day on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. So that can be exhausting as well. Well we all applaud you and I appreciate you for <laughs> taking over a lot of stuff on this end because like I'm a, we're both busy guys, so there's not much, there's not much time in a day. Like we both wish there was more time that we had to do stuff, but for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's never enough time in a day. Well, on that note, let's uh, get out of here and seize the day then. How about that? Sounds good to me. All right. Follow on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. YouTube will be posted either tonight or tomorrow, and you're going to get the audio first because that's the easiest part. So, uh, so yeah, Dave, you got anything else? Nah, appreciate everyone for listening. Like, share, follow, subscribe. We'll uh, send you a shirt. So, um, yeah, send the shirts. We got the shirts. <laughs> They're good shirts. They're great. They're great. What are we doing, shirts? And, uh, <laughs> All right, Dave. I'll talk to you next week. Okay. Sounds good, brother. Be well. Thanks for listening, y'all. Oh, shit. We got to do it again, dude. Look the lens cap out.